What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Gear 30 on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Okay, today, Sasha Anastas and I are having a conversation about a couple of new liners that she and I are going to be testing now. Sasha is in the ZipFit World Cup liner, and I am now in the Atomic Mimic Professional liner that Matt Manzer and I talked about back on episode number 132 of Gear 30. So now this is just a preliminary conversation between Sasha and me to give some preliminary thoughts. And in the show notes to this episode, we have included links to that episode number 132 conversation with Matt Manzer. And we have also included a link to my conversation from a while back with Sven Coomer, who is the founder of ZipFit. So you definitely ought to check that episode out if you didn't catch it when we released that episode a year or two ago. Now, the other really big thing that I want to be sure you know about is that we have been rolling out videos of our panel sessions from the Blister Summit, and we are now also rolling out some what we were calling product lineup videos from each of the brands who were at the summit, where we actually take time to go through some of the product highlights from each of the brand's current lineups, as well as some of the brand new stuff that each of the brands is rolling out. So if you have never before checked out our YouTube channel, well, then you can head to our Blister website and hit the YouTube icon that's at the very top of the page on the right side. And it's also at the very bottom of the page on the right side. Or you can just go straight to YouTube and punch in Blister or Blister Review. Or your third option is that you can click on the link that we will also provide in the show notes of this very podcast episode. So you've got at least three different ways to go find these conversations, and I promise you all of these video conversations are very, very much worth your while. You'll find a phenomenal conversation on ski boot design with three of the most important people in the world of ski boots. You'll find an athlete panel conversation with the great Elise Saugstad and Sage Catabriga Alosa and Pep Fugis. And you'll find a really fantastic product lineup video with Jake Stevens of Rosignol, where we actually take a good amount of time to talk about Rosignol's decision to retire the 7 Series and the Soul 7 and replace it with the new Sender Series. So this is all great ski nerd stuff that any self-respecting ski nerd will absolutely not want to miss. So check out all of those conversations on YouTube or on our website. And if you want to now hear about a couple of liners, well, then you are in the right place because that is going to be coming up in just a second here. Now, this episode of Gear 30 is presented by our blister recommended shop, Escape Route. And I recently had a Gear 30 conversation with the director of Escape Route, James Reddy, and that was episode number 138. And you know what? Sticking with the trend, we will include a link to that episode in the show notes of this episode because it is absolutely worth a listen. 
Escape Route is a backcountry gear shop located in Whistler and Squamish, Canada. They specialize in ski touring, mountaineering, climbing, hiking, and basically all things adventurous. Escape Route has been experts in the industry for over 30 years now, and you will find there a staff that both knows and uses the gear they sell. And if you need any evidence of this, again, just listen to my conversation with James and I think you'll see for yourself. But not only is Escape Route a gear shop, they also sell apparel from the likes of Arteryx and Mountain Hardware and Dinafit, Icebreaker, and more. And in addition to that, boot fitting and transceiver updates and tech services are also offered in the shop, no matter where you bought the gear from. Furthermore, if you've ever wanted to check out DPS skis, Escape Route has you covered. As James talked about in our podcast conversation, the staff at Escape Route really loves the way that DPS skis perform both for touring and also for all mountain use. And right now, Escape Route is having a huge sale on DPS Alchemist skis. They're going for $9.99 CAD for any Alchemist, which is a savings of $400. So head over to their website. It's escaperoute.ca to check it all out. And if you are unsure about jumping into an investment that big, you can try the skis out before you buy. You just need to head over to their Alpine Demo Center in Whistler Village to demo the skis for a day. And then if you decide to buy after trying... They will deduct the rental price on your purchase so you don't even end up losing any money by renting. And folks, that's still not all. Escape Route is also the only Canadian retailer to stock the 2021-2022 new Radical Pro Ski Touring Boot from Dinafit. Now, this boot replaces the Hoji Pro Tour. The Radical Pro has the Hoji Lock mechanism. It is a larger volume and wider last than the Hoji Free. And according to Escape Route, because we haven't actually even seen or tested this boot yet, they're saying it makes for a strong all-rounder for uncompromising ski touring. Now, limited stock is available, so you better hurry up and head into the escape route or give them a call ASAP if you are interested in this brand, brand new boot. Okay, and now let's go ahead and talk about a couple of liners with everybody's favorite pint-sized and badass blister reviewer, Sasha Anastas. Here we go. All right. Well, Sasha, it is after 10 p.m. and I'm talking with you on a podcast. So that, I guess, just means everything is going according to our regular scheduled programming. Yes, the stars have aligned and we are here doing this podcast in our hour of power, Jonathan. <laughs> I don't have whiskey near me right now and that's just fine today. You drink for me. Drink for me. That'd be great. It was actually kind of sad we were supposed to record this last night, and it was completely my fault, completely my fault. Signals got crossed, but I was all set up in my little podcast studio. I had had kind of a, kind of a tough day, and so I poured a glass of Whistlepig 15-year-old rye. 
and I was so excited to see you and we were going to get to talk and and then instead it just turned into like a lonely <laughs> a lonely session by myself. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I'm here in Canyon City today. So I'm I'm in between shifts. So I'm here by myself in my little room in Canyon City. So I'm I'm with you. Well, hey, the purpose of our conversation is to talk a little bit about some new liners one that you now have and one that I now have. I haven't had a chance to really debrief with you about this experience you had where you were just at ZipFit HQ getting a new liner. So we kind of want to talk about why we thought it would be a good thing for you to try out a ZipFit and see how it worked for you. Give me the debrief. Tell me about the experience and how that went. Yeah, well, uh, heading up to ZipFit headquarters in Aspen up on McLean Flats, an actual road that I used to drive every single day on my way to school. Um, it, it was <laughs> it was pretty fun. It was like going to a ski boot museum. You kind of walk into the garage area and there's a rack of every ski boot that Sven has designed on this um, rack. And it's just piles of, of ski boots. It's pretty cool. Um, there are boots from the 70s, um, 60s. There are boots that I, my, the pair of Reikleys that my dad had growing up, uh, that he had growing up skiing. And so it was pretty cool. Then the next rack is um, just bags and bags of the liners. And then you have this pretty modest kind of bench in the middle of the area. And it's kind of like dominoes with all the liners lined up against it. If you touch one, they'll all fall over off the <laughs> off the big, huge like podium. So I was like, oh, don't touch every, anything because I'm going to knock all these liners off. Um, and then I was uh, greeted both by Sven and Jeff who came out and like, okay, take your, let's do this. And so um, Jeff was uh, working on getting my uh, liners molded um, while Sven was over there showing me all the boots he designed, and he actually showed me this pretty cool boot. I believe it was a Nordica. It's the first women's boot ever designed, and it was a Nordica from 19, I want to say 1975, and he was telling me about this boot being a catch amongst all the uh, female ski racers at the time in Europe, here in the United States, and it was cool. I felt like it was in a ski boot museum. Yeah, because you were. I mean, full stop. That's what that place is. Well, so here's some of my questions. You know, one of the things and why I wanted you to at least try a zip fit was because you have really small feet, right? And so this has kind of been an ongoing issue for you. You are sort of either a size 21.5 or 22.5. And you have, since I've known you, at times tried to make a 23.5 work. I think it's sometimes out of frustration, wondered if you could get into like a 24.5. And so, you know, and ZipFit offers liners down to a 21.5. And so for one, I'm curious about whether you ended up going with a size 21.5 liner or a 22.5. So I was so excited. I was like, here I am. I'm going to get my tried and true 21.5, the sh the sh um, liner I'm supposed to be in, the size I'm supposed to be in. And lucky, luckily enough, they had both the 21.5 and the 22.5. And I put my foot in the 21.5 
Um, keeping in mind, we have to get uh, the footbed in, my custom-made footbed. And without the footbed, it felt cozy. And then we put the footbed in, or we tried to put the footbed in, and, and it just wouldn't go in, and we thought about trimming it. Then we put it into the 22.5, and I felt like Cinderella. It fit perfectly. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm in the 22.5. So I wasn't terribly disappointed because um, I believe my atomic hawks are 22.5. Again, I think this is a hard conversation to be had because I don't really truly know what a 21.5 would feel like. I've never skied in it. So like, is my boot too big or not? Is my liner packed out or not? Like, I've always been like, I don't know. I don't have anything to compare it to. So I was excited that I fit in this 22.5. And uh, it made me feel like, okay, I am skiing the boot I should be skiing. In all these years, I'm I'm good. But that said, the liner, I have never had so little heel lift with any ski boot I can recall. Even going back to your racing days? Well, that was my delay. I was like, okay, wait a second. Let me think about that laying boot. And again, like I raced in high school my first year in college. So I, I don't think my foot grew that much. But those boots were old. I had the, I probably had those ski boots for five years and I didn't, I never switched the, sh- the liner out of that shell. So maybe the first year it, it, I had a, you know, good tight heel fit, um, but nothing in my adult life that I can remember. The other question I had is I was really curious to see which liner you guys would end up selecting. And I kind of had, a hunch that it would be either the free ride liner or, and this is where you can maybe help us out a little bit. They have, you know, the Gara liner, which is the liner I ski in, and they now offer a low volume and a higher volume version of that. And I, again, just because you, it seemed to me would probably be after a liner that would suck up a bit of space in a shell. I wasn't sure if you would be getting into a lower volume or a higher volume or the free ride or the Gara, etc. So did you guys have much time spent discussing which of the specific liners that ZipFit offers to go with? Well, initially we didn't. We just put my foot in. He had uh, Jeff had gave me the World Cup neoprene liner. Um, and again, I was somewhat limited because of size availability. Um, I think we had a World Cup neoprene, a free ride. I think we had a Gara. And so I put my foot in all of those. And the World Cup is the one I went to. And to be clear, it's not the World Cup Sidewinder. You have a World Cup Sidewinder that has the stealth leather that leather that extends up um, from the ankle all the way up to the mid calf uh, to the to the cuff of the liner, literally on on both sides, I believe. Not that one. I have the one with just the stealth. Um, leather from the lower ankle down. So we had a moment where we considered the free rides. Um, I had been in the World Cup, like sitting there with them on and like, wait a second, do we want to think about these? And the reason for that is this. Women's lower legs, generally speaking, have wider calves and the wider calves tend to go down the leg further towards the ankle. And so um, I was getting quite a bit of squeeze initially when we were fitting the liner, um, especially in the upper calf area. I don't I don't necessarily have petite calves. Um, I, I think they're pretty typical female calves. And so one idea we had was to see if the free ride would work because that has a fluted cuff. And so instead of having 
the stealth leather come up and reinforce that the back of the cuff. It has these, I think it's three or four pieces of just that rubber that flute out, making it a bit softer. So we thought about that for a hot second. And Jeff is a former ski racer. And I think we had like this moment where we're like, oh, oh, wait, no way, no way. And I think the moment was this. I am so particular to stability high up in the boot. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've we've re-ranted about low cuff boots for people with sub 23, five foot. Um, so, so I, we were like, no, 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 that's not a good idea. I like high cuff stability. So, um, so ultimately we went with the world cup neoprene, um, over the free ride. Um, there was another one, of Corsa. I don't believe they had my size in that, 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 um, is more all mountain, um, related. So, so yeah. And we tried on the Gara as well. Um, the Gara tongue had just been a little bit in packaging. It had been a little bit twisted. So it ultimately felt little tighter and peculiar in the front of the boot and the liner. So, so the world cup neoprene is ultimately what we went with. And as you were telling me that world cup neoprene liner is really similar to the Gara, almost identical. That's what Jeff was telling me. So we should probably double back with him to make sure that that, that, that checks out. But I believe the difference is truly in the color of the neoprene um, and the ankle around the ankles. But we would need to confirm that with Jeff. But but the the feel of it on my foot felt exactly the same, not including the the tongue that just got a little bit um, smushed in packaging on that. I think it I think it just had like a little manufacturing thing. So we're like, nope, we're not gonna bother with that one. Yeah, and that's one thing. Like when I am skiing that ZipFit Gara liner, that is pretty much the only liner slash shell combination I will ever ski in that doesn't have a plastic spoiler stuck in because you get such solid support out of the back of that Gara slash World Cup liner. So, and it's great, you know, but like I, when I have touring boots that, you know, aren't really built to carry a spoiler with them or don't have any Velcro on the back. I just carry them in my pack. And at the top, when we're transitioning, like I stick the spoilers in to ski on the way down. So, but, and that's uh, the Gara, like I said, that liner, I haven't needed to add spoilers and have never felt like I'm lacking in rearward support in that liner. So anyway, I'm super curious to now have you actually get on snow in this combo because i know you love that atomic hawks ultra shell that liner i think started packing out a bit so i'm really curious to see how this combination works for you and what you think yeah i'm pretty excited to test it i think sunday so after this string of shifts i'll hopefully get out there um luke and i were texting about it earlier today and um I did confess I wore them for half my telemed shift the other day just to make sure there weren't any extra hot spots. Wait, the, the zip fit in the Atomic Hawks Ultra? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had the whole setup. Nice. Yep, I was I was seeing nice. telemed patients in my ski boots, right? So um, I wore them for a good two or three hours. I figured, hey, like at least, you know, it'll like... Jeff says, you know, you you have to give them five days, five days to seven days on snow for the the um, court to really kind of 
mold to your foot. So I was like, what, what harm will this do? I'm in a warm house. Like I'll start molding now. So, um, they, they felt great. I didn't feel any hot spots. So I'm excited to get out on the snow. Well, let me talk a little bit about my new liner. It has been a real busy winter for me, I will say. And so I finally, and I am sorry that it's taken this long, but I finally was able to go ahead and go get this foam injected liner that I spoke about with Matt Manzer on our last Gear 30 deep dive podcast that I did with Matt. So it is the Hawks Ultra boot with the Mimic Professional liner. And if you go back to episode number 132 of Gear 30, you can hear us talk a whole lot about this new boot. So just a couple things. One, it was a very easy process. Each of the boots took about four minutes to inject the foam into the liner. And if people are familiar with other foam liner combinations, it can often take a whole lot longer than that. So it was a completely not messy process. We heated up the liners, injected the foam. You know, we stood there like you do for a few minutes, working things in a bit. And it was a super straightforward process. And I should also say, this is the first foam liner that I've ever had. First foam injected liner. So the process was very similar. Like I've had a number of ski boots, like heat moldable shells, you know, and heat moldable liners. I've done that a lot. And it was honestly very similar to the process of just doing a like baking a shell or baking a liner. It's just there was an extra step of taking this foam gun, shooting the, the foam in, took about four minutes each boot, and then you hang out for a little bit. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we hung out 20 minutes because we were having a good conversation and shout out to Hunter and Kelly at the Alpineer here in Crested Butte. That's where I had this done. Those guys are awesome. And Hunter handled the process of injecting the foam. And then we were just having a great conversation talking. So I probably was in the boot longer than I needed to be. And actually Hunter kept saying like, dude, you can take that thing off now. You're fine. But I was probably in the middle of some long point. Anyway, uh, so that was that. And another thing that Matt Manzer had claimed in that episode 132 podcast was that unlike other foam injected liners, this thing sort of feels good right away and you can go ski it right away. And there isn't some painful break-in process. And I can attest to that, at least in my own experience. So I had that liner molded Tuesday evening and I went the very next day and skied that boot and that liner the whole afternoon and it felt really good. There was zero painful break in. I mean, like zero. So at least in my experience, I can attest to what Matt's claim was, which was precisely that. You don't have a long break-in period. It's You're not going to be in pain uh, getting that thing done. So, and you know, as it should then, it felt like an exactly custom liner because it is, right? You know, you shoot the foam in with your foot, everything comes in around. 
and then had a very good first day in that Atomic Hawks Ultra with the Mimic Professional Series liner. So just one day in them, but so far so good. And, and so far, Matt's claims about the liner are holding up. And that's what it, that's my story, Sasha. <laughs> well, I am excited to see how the the mimic liner compares to your Garas. I feel like I've never known you without the Garas. I feel like I've met I met you. There's like, hey, I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, and these are my my <laughs> ski liners. Yeah, and I and I confess, like two things. I do think that stock liners have gotten better over the years. And I've seen that. And, you know, I, I do end up testing a lot of kind of high-end boots. And I have found that in general, the stock liners, when you're looking basically at a particular company's, you know, kind of, I don't know, flagship boot, these liners are rarely like trash anymore. But that said, you know, that Gara has been an incredibly good product. There's a reason we keep giving it a best of liner year after year. And what I really think about a liner like the Gara is if you're somebody like you who maybe is often in a boot that just feels like it's a little bit too big, I think a zip fit is a solution. Well, and you're still about to find out, but that can be a solution where if you have a shell you love, you have a liner now that might suck up enough room to just be a beautiful combination. And that's what you're about to report back to us about, right? Exactly. I do want to just make a mention because I think it's so funny how, I mean, right? I've ski raced. I've, I've, I've had my skis, my feet and my boots for, I don't know, 35 years at this point. And it, the thought of getting a custom liner never occurred to me. I just couldn't believe that. So I just want to point out, I think that a custom liner is a great option for people who have a ski boot shell, maybe for us smaller footed gals who have a Mondo size that fits a shell that's in fairly good condition. And you can really get a whole new boot by just enhancing it with a custom liner. So I feel like, you know, I, I, I hope I get other people, other out there, other, other gals out there to think about why wouldn't you do this? You don't need a whole new boot. If you're really happy with your shell and it's just packing out a little bit, you can go ahead and get a custom liner. I think I think um, that's something we all should really start thinking about if we haven't already, like me. So, a hundred percent. No, completely, completely agree with you. And you know, we've tried to make this point, like when someone's like, oh yeah, my boot's kind of getting older, it's kind of sloppy now, your shell may well be fine. You know, and if the stock liner has packed out, for the love of God, don't go throw away the shell. You know, and I think that with Atomic offering this professional series foam injected liner as one potential option, with Zipfits, who they've been doing this forever, that's the thing, you know, that's the, the drumbeat that I would really want to bang the loudest, is your shell might be completely fine. So let's not just throw all that stuff away. And I can't speak to the durability of the new, you know, Mimic Professional Liner from Atomic. I can absolutely speak to the durability of a Zipfit liner, right? And 
you know, that's, I think, another big thing where we're in an era where thankfully a lot of us are more concerned about, can I buy a product once and not just be throwing stuff away after a year or two? Well, ZipFit has 100% passed that test, right? And so I would love to see more people. If a stock liner gets packed out or isn't working for you, we can, well, you can't yet, but I can, Kara can, Paul Forward can, multiple people at Blister can attest to the durability of this thing. And so I think if all of us are trying to be like, let's buy something once, use it a long time and have it perform well for a long time. Well, on that front, the ZipFit has proven itself already. And we'll start putting days in the Atomic Mimic professional liner and, and see how it holds up. Don't know yet. Yeah, Jonathan, I'm really excited. I can't wait to report back in to, uh, to see how, how these go. And, and I hope in five years, I'm reporting that I'm using the same zip fit liners, just like I'm assuming you are with yours. We should get going. Before we go, we do need to talk about what we are celebrating this week. You go first. What are you celebrating this week, Sasha? Well, this week. So this week is still, I mean, I'm a little bit late, but I think I'm going to celebrate spring equinox. So I do love winter, so don't get me wrong. I, I had a great winter, and the spring equinox was technically last Saturday, so it's not this week. But I'm really excited uh, to start uh, getting into the backcountry and my area in, around the collegiates and for the snow to finally stabilize. And um, I'm really excited to get on my mountain bike. So I'm celebrating, I guess it would be March 20th, last Saturday, spring equinox. Okay. I think that this was one of my last, well, what I was celebrating was whether, I, I don't know what it is. We either just ended daylight savings or we just started it. And I think this was last week where I like ranted against the whole concept of it because I hate in the fall when we like move the clocks back and it's dark at four o'clock. But I was very stoked that we are now, you know, actually have daylight in the evening. So you and I are kind of thinking along similar lines. I love the spring. I love the spring because you can start tours in the evening and still ski down while there's still light out. I love that. And I love the fact that soon we will be both spring ski touring and riding mountain bikes. And that is simply the best of all possible worlds. And you and I, you and I are overdue to, we've, we've, you know, we get our shared days inbounds. We're, we're overdue to get some touring in. We totally are. I have some projects for us, Jonathan. I can't wait. I, can't I know you wait. do. I can't wait to, to hopefully embark on these projects <laughs> if I ever stop working. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. I'm looking forward to it. We need to get at least one or two of these projects of yours done. So, okay. Hey. I'll be sure to chime in and share as soon as I as soon as I get on them. I'm very excited. So, all right. Well, hey, I will let you go. Good to see you, Sasha. I think we're going to be skiing together in just a few days if the calendar serves. I think we'll try to hang out around like the thirtieth, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So maybe I'll be on my zip fits, taking my first runs with you. Okay. 
Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. I will let you go. I will talk to you soon. Take care. Bye, Jonathan. See you later. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Gear 30. And if you haven't done so already, then you should go now over to our YouTube website and check out these Blister Summit panel sessions and these product lineup videos that we are now rolling out. Those are must-see viewing, and you cannot miss them if you are a fan of this particular Gear 30 podcast. Now, I also want to say thanks to Sasha for the conversation. Thanks to Taylor Ahern. We could actually call him the strikingly handsome Taylor Ahern, but it was actually Taylor Ahern who produced this episode, not our other strikingly handsome audio engineer, Justin Bob. So thank you, Taylor, and thanks also to all of you for listening. From all of us here in Gunnison and Crested Butte, please take good care of yourself and everybody else, and we will talk to you again real soon.